Hi there and welcome to another edition of the Chairs Night Weekly Podcast, the independent Rangers podcast which is brought to you by Fans for Fans and where the content is absolutely free. It's a bonus preview episode of the Chairs Night Podcast tonight. I'm your host Colin Armstrong. <clears throat> As I say every week guys, with a sore throat every week, I've, seen, I've heard this for ages, uh, it's, it's not just the pod that we have here at Jersnet. You know, we've got the, the website, there's a forum, articles, match previews, all that kind of thing. History archive on the website too, so get yourself on it. Uh, if you like what we're doing here, we'd actually put the word out there on social media. Let all your friends know what we're doing. Uh, we've got, I think it's over 4,000 subscribers we've got on the YouTube channel, so give us a wee subscribe to uh, let everyone know what we're doing. Uh, I'm joined by Alex Anderson tonight. Uh, we, we hooked up outside Ivox last night just prior to... Uh, sorry, it's over 5,000 subscribers we've got now. I've got Frankie in my ear telling me, sorry, I've undersold us there. Uh, yeah, I'm joined by Alex Anderson. Uh, we, uh, you might have seen us last night. We, we hooked up outside Ibox just to do a wee quick 10-minute vid uh, prior to the Braga game. Uh, he had his wee Dorothy Perkins bag with him because <laughs> I had a bit of a disaster. I forgot the tripod and all the stuff, so I uh, had to rush out and, and, and get some... some uh, Supplements for us, I think that's probably the best way to put it. Uh, so, how are you, Alex? Did you recover from last night? Enjoy last night. Um, yes, yeah, I, I knew you were going to mention the Dorothy Perkins thing. I knew you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to let, let it go, you know. But I think it's in a, in a world of uh, toxic masculinity. We saw the stuff going on at West Ham last night. I think it says someone for the Rangers support that I can I can mince on into the Loudon for a quick paint <laughs> with a Dorothy Perkins bag, and that's it. Says a thing, you know, what I mean? up, not not, not well, a problem. The Dorothy yeah. Perkins loyal. That's it. That's, 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 that's in your name of the supporters club. I, right? I am what I am, and uh, that's just that's just that's just the way it's going to go. I could try and say um, I grabbed a poly bag on the way out the house because I knew I was going to the shops, and it just so happened to be the first one I got was a Dorothy Perkins. But we all know that's a lie. We all know it's my yeah. favourite show. You know, so that's it. Mean. <laughs> I no, I'm I'm feeling um, just like everybody else. So we we tiny bit frustrated and really proud that I am just a wee tiny bit frustrated. I thought we were. Generally brilliant last night. Um, it's we were saying in that wee pod we did uh, before the game. We just this is a team that could have run all over the top of us. You know, if we, we could, you could end up getting humiliated by by this kind of team. Um, and I would take a one goal defeat. And the minute you say something like that, you know the one goal defeat isn't going to be. You lose a goal in the first minute, and then you dig in. You're grateful. Yeah. Yeah. It's always going to be painful, but I, I'll, I'll take that every day, mate. Um, absolutely fantastic. Um, how's yourself? You enjoying your bank holiday? Weekend, yeah, no, yeah, no, I was, I was, I was working today, but I'm off on Monday, so yeah, looking forward to it. I was, a, I was a, a tad rough this morning, though. I have to say, I ended up over at my my neighbour's. He's got a wee sort of garden room thing with the tellies and the pool table and all that kind of thing. And he had a few mates over last night, so me and the boy went over there, uh, and it got a bit. Out of it. <laughs> so, yeah, if you, just, was, if you just stuck with Dorothy Perkins loyal would be just yeah. uh, talking about yeah. makeup and all that all night, it was, it was yeah. nice and calm. The minute I left you, the night went downhill. Uh, so, so obviously we'll, we'll we'll talk about last night and and we'll look at. Seems strange, like playing Celtic on Sunday, and it doesn't feel like that. You know, for the first time ever, we'll, we'll come on and talk about it. But it, it feels like it's almost secondary. You know what I mean? The, the Celtic game, which is a really unusual position to be in. But we'll we'll, we'll focus on last night. Uh, for now, I mean, as we were saying on that video last night, you know, the the, the sort of brief the. the uh, the ambition of the evening was to, to stay in the tie, you know, to still be in the tie when we got back, back to Ibrox next Thursday. And we've managed that, you know, I know it was a wee bit frustrating and, and how we managed that and, and the, the goal came so late on. But, I mean, it's ident- it is literally an identical situation to the Braga game, you know, one goal deficit. I, I mean, the only slight concern I have is that I think they'll also open up a wee bit 
next week. You know, I, I think we frustrated them last night. But you would have to say, if, if the brief was stay in the tie, job done. We're still in the tie. Aye, absolutely. I mean, te- technically speaking for myself, it's, yeah, I think for, for a, lot of, a lot of Rangers fans, it's, it's a kind of, uh, we're kind of slightly into bonus territory as well. Whereas my, my first thing was, as I, as I say, I know it, this sounds terrible, maybe a bit unstaunch, but have to be realistic and looking at the money this team have got and the players they've got. You know, you look through their squad last night, even the subs they were making, they're bringing on French internationals, Portuguese internationals, these you know, ridiculous amount of talent uh, they've got. So my first priority was don't get humped, Rangers, because we're going to get tired. It's only natural. I've got no problems at all with uh, how we approach the game and. Um, Really proud of us, but I just I didn't want anything happening that would allow the kind of the negativity that's maybe crept in, not just from outside sources so just jealous that we've got this far, but yeah. from a few a few Rangers fans are you know <laughs> we're going to talk about the league and what have you, but um, a few Rangers fans have been saying this is a you know it's a, a an unsuccessful season, and we just want people to sit back and go no look European semi final this is at least we've reached a European semi final at least how can you say it's an unsuccessful season to anybody who's got a problem with it um, and I think if you'd get battered it'd be harder to say that so yeah. avoid avoiding the hammering <laughs> that was the first goal um, and that became kind of clear almost in, in by half time that we we're, were only going to get hammered if we were going to lose and then keeping us in the tie so we can when we just come down that tunnel at Ibrox next Thursday we're looking at history and there's going to be a, a feeling that few of us you know that that only old enough to have been at the the, the Bayern Munich game in 1972 will will ever have experiences. We were saying last night, um, yeah, we played Fiorentina in the, the semi final in 2008, but the first leg was at Ibrox. Yeah, yeah. indeed, no, no, it all had to be done uh, away in Florence. Um, and also, we, you were at the game, you know, 92, 93, where technically, you know, we could go through against um, CSK Moscow, depending yeah. on the result in, in Bruges and the, the Champions League. Uh, group. But this is just a straightforward. We've got it in our own hands to yeah. do it. 100% agree with you, mate. I think, I think if you, it's actually going to be harder, um, much harder than the, the Braga game. It's a much better team than Braga. Um, and the way they play, they've only won one other game at home in Europe this season. And that was to a, a Man City team. You know, impressive, but Man City were already through in the Champions League group stages at that point. They tend to do the business on the road. Uh, Red Bull Leipzig, the, the, the knockout game, the first and the, the playoff when we were beating Dortmund uh, in the playoff round, they drew it home with El Sociedad, and then they went over and they won three one in, in San Sebastian. Um, they get the bye against Spartak Moscow next round, and then they who who did they play like Atalanta, you know, and they drew yeah. one each um, in, in Leipzig, and they won two 0 in Bergamo. So we're still up against it, but um, the pride, the pride I felt last night. Once you got over the frustration of losing the goal, the pride I felt was absolutely immense and. Just what a game we've got uh, set up on Thursday. I mean, I think that's all yeah. anybody could really have wanted. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we were talking yesterday as well that you know someone was going to have to play out of position, you know, to, to cover the injury situation up front. It, you know, they went with Joe Rebo. It seemed like a like a four three three come five three two when you know out of possession. It, 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 there was definitely a back five there, and it seemed like it was it was just Kent and Wright that were, that were sitting up, and the, and Rebo was sitting that wee bit deeper. You know, when we talk about the time, I know you're saying there that they tend to do more of their business on the road, but, you know, when you consider the talent and, and the resources, you know, we stifled them. And as you say, after sort of 10, 15 minutes, you kind of got the sense that this looks like it could be a good a good night here. You know, McGregor wasn't really overly busy at all. Uh, I mean, they had 70% of the possession, but very, very few sort of shots on target. 
So you would have to say a very disciplined performance for Rangers. You know, they, they, they kept her shape and, you know, Ryan Kent had that chance and, you know, a couple of inches other way, we, we could have got the goal. And I'd have to say it was another sort of, I don't want to say a geo masterclass, but he's, he's shown again that he, he knows how to handle these games, you know, in, in terms of the tactics and formation and setup, he knows how to handle these games. Absolutely. I thought it's another feather in the cap for Gio. Absolutely. I know we've got a few problems um, online and what have you, folk, and myself included last night, thinking, why are we going with Sakala through the middle? I know later on in the game, you know, yeah. Ariba was people be knackered, you know, what he was doing. Um, and you saw with Tav, when Tav was screaming at Fashion Sakala later on, it was because it was on. It's because an opportunity was on. Fashion didn't make the run. And that's the problem we have with him when he's playing through the middle. We're maybe thinking he did that and did that from the start in Braga. Have we not learned from that? Mm-hmm. No, but this is a whole different ball game for Braga. Um, that was the only thing I could find wrong last night. It was Gomez Sakala through the middle for that last, um, you know, kind of, what was it, 15 minutes uh, of the game. Uh, I thought generally we were absolutely magnificent because this wasn't, I was anticipating maybe. Werder Bremen style thing you know if it's going to be backs to the wall they're dinging it off the bar or we're kicking it off the line it wasn't like that no, we, it wasn't stopped, we stopped them well outside our box and we bored them to death you know we really did I was also a bit worried we scored six goals over two games against Dortmund you know RB Leipzig are battered in I mean even when they get beat they get humped 6-3 at Manchester City but it was they scored three goals at the Etihad <laughs> And Kunku yeah. got a hat-trick in the Champions League. Had, even Benzema couldn't manage a hat-trick against Man City at the Etihad the other night. They beat Brugge 5-0 over in Belgium. They're, they're fearsome. And we've been scoring goals, a lot of goals, uh, in this in this one as well. And I was a bit worried, is, is Gio going to go out there and try and go for a goal fest? You know, and we might end up losing something like, you know, 5-3 or something, you know, yeah. which... Um, the minute the minute you start losing big numbers, doesn't matter how many you score, it only gets noticed how many you lose. And I thought it's going to, you know, you'll lose a bit of faith amongst the support. But no, he, he went more, he went more a la Walter in two thousand and eight. Yeah, know, just, yeah. And it was at first you're like, oh, are we going to be able to, are we going to be able to pull this off? Aye. I thought I thought the thing the thing was quite weird was we ended up we'd Lundstrom dropping back into centre half, and by the way, how good was he again? It actually ended up reminding me of Fur Park on Saturday when we went down to 10 men because we you know, you've, you've got the two up front and you've got the three in midfield and then at half time it was like when he said to Scotty Arfield at Fur Park um, now you're going to have to push up and support the two they can't, they can't play kind of through the middle almost as a pair they've got to come in off the wide we need the cent- we need the, we need somebody in the centre same thing with Arebo half time last night second half he comes out he pushes up and we just we came to life Colin because I thought it was a danger that um, Domenico Tedesco who's a cracking manager and a really nice guy as well. He's a lovely press conference. He's very complimentary about us. Um, I thought he would have looked at everything that was happening in the first half, totally assessed it, and I've given you know, RB Leipzig more options. He'd have worked out something to do, and they'd come down the tunnel, second half, and they'd fire straight into us. And we'd have got, we've actually done that thing you can sometimes do when you when you think you've killed the game. Your rhythm, your, your, your kind of work rate comes down almost mentally. You, you almost think this is easy. You kind of switch off a bit. But it was us. We pushed yeah. Aribo up, we upped the game and we took it to them and we started playing more like we had in Dortmund, if you like. Um, and to see, I know we didn't, we, we only really had that one chance, 49 minutes with, with Ryan Kent, but just to see what we could do, even Scott Wright, who in the first half, he's got a hard time in, online, Scott Wright today on, on the Twitter sphere, but um, he, if he tried to take a touch in the first half last night, he was getting caught. If he tried to lay it off first time, he was hitting it straight to a, a, a Red Bull player. It wasn't a, uh, it wasn't a great night for him, but the minute Aribo pulled, uh, pushed up, 
even Scott Wright was having the wee one twos. Yeah, and the, yeah. You know, he was getting involved. And we started pushing Tav up as well. The other thing that really cost us, I think, in Braga, away to Braga, was we didn't get Tav involved. And the minute Tav comes up, and then you've got Ryan Jack being as precise and knowing when to go and hitting the ball straight to who they need to go to. And you get Glenn Kamara, who I think a lot of people are writing Glenn Kamara off, but Gio just refuses to, to get rid of him. Gio just is determined to get something out of Glenn Kamara. He obviously loves him as a player and yeah. tries to fit him in anywhere. And he was doing all right last night as well. We really look threatening, mate. We really look threatening. And that, that, that's what happens. You end up, you get to the point, you're thinking, we could do something here. Things get changed. Players get tired and you end up losing the goal. But I, I take that all day long against this mob con. And, and I mean, on the goal, I mean, I, you know, there's, there's two sort of frustrating elements about it. One, the timing of it. Uh, and, and two, uh, it should have stood. You know, it wasn't until today that I've sort of seen some of the images and, you know, and you could argue that you know the, the guys obstructing Alan McGregor, although someone pointed out that, you know, McGregor's good for a moan at the referees. You know, if he, if he thinks there's any sort of claim of, of, of offside or a free kick or a foul, he's normally the first one in there shouting at the ref. Not really much of a, a protest for him, but I, I think if VAR had done its job, there's every chance that goal could have been chopped off. Now, well, VAR should take, take that off Alan McGregor's back. You know what I mean? There was nobody protesting for the penalty we got in Dortmund. I mean, nobody yeah. in the world noticed that except the VAR official. Same maybe with at least one of the two penalties we got at Ibrox against Dortmund and then the <coughs> Red Star on this run. Um, you're kind of not really knowing what's happened. We all, remember, remember we all thought the goal that uh, Kamar Roof scored against Bronby at Ibrox yeah. in the stadium for offside. Even the commentators watching the telly thought it was offside. VAR shows you it's on. So you're right. If it's doing its job... But, I know I get into VAR thing. I know you're you're really against yeah. it, mate. And I'm and yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of half and half, you know. Um, but I, the the one thing that really the one thing I've noticed is nobody knows what the hell's going on, mate. How it's been interpreted. There's so many protocols in between how the referee is. You know, it, it's got to be a really bad decision and all this kind of thing. You know, if 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 VAR is going to overturn it, but other times it seems to be just a wee thing that the referee hasn't even noticed. It's, it's really weird. Um, I think we need to know more. You know about how it's operating, and it will tighten up hopefully as it goes on. Like everything else in football. Remember that we used to have the officials, the extra officials behind the goal line. I remember you know, all Exactly, and everybody's like, "What? What did they do?" You know, what I mean, they, they, they disappeared. You know, so they're, they're, it's it's one of these things. If it's if it's not working, it'll, they'll get rid of that as well. But um, I, I I was the same as yourself. I think the Rangers supporters were particularly bad for wanting to blame our team before we before we blame. We, you know, we've been kind of we've seen what it's like um, from our, uh, our, our neighbours that will be saying hello to you on Sunday when when a team constantly moans that every day, every every goal they concede is a is a conspiracy or something. But no, I, I was the same as yourself. At first I just thought, yeah, Rangers haven't kind of cleared that properly, but being a bit unlucky, the guys had a cracker. But um I looking back at the pictures today, the it seems to be particularly I think it's uh, Andre Silva, the Portuguese international who just come on, cracking striker, he's kind of almost turning around and watching it while kind of simultaneously getting out of the way as if he knows exactly uh, where he's standing and he but I it's I don't know if it's maybe the angle it's gone at, but for me generally I just think I why is that not been why why is that not been pulled up? You know? Yeah. On the goal itself, I think Ali was having a go at Sands um for getting too tight to Kunku, which you know half of Europe has done this season. Uh and the the corner, you know, at least to the shot the uh, Tyler Adams, the American international, has that the McGregor pushes behind for the corner. 
And then at the corner itself, I think we've just been unfortunate in that it's Fashion Sakala who gets the header. I think if he's let it go or whatever, and he can't, he can't let it go in that situation. But I think if it's Lundstrom who was just behind them, or Connor Goldson or, or Calvin Bassey who get that header, I think they're pushing it out wider. I think they're, I think Sakala's got the distance right on the clearance, but he's not got the direction right. And even then, this guy, Angelo, Angelo, Angelino, he used to play kind of left back or left midfield. And then he's come over to the right hand side and then hit a, hit a wall day with his left. He's left Last night I was feeling kind of bitter and I was like, it's not that good a shot. You know, it's it's just kind of, it's bounced in the box. McGregor should be getting that. But when you see the bodies that comes through and I think might even, it's been, your friend of mine, Stephen Cragen, pointed out, you know, it doesn't actually go, it doesn't actually go above the players' heads. Hey, even yeah. a stop clock tells the right time twice a day. He got one right last night. Well, you, you know what it goes, about it goes, last it goes through the players, you know. Yeah. It blamed Ryan Kent for that goal. That's what I'm saying. That's why, that's why. He said he was ball watching, and like Ryan Kent's out at the, he's he's out at the, the player that's maybe going to be there for the short corner. The minute the ball goes into the box, Ryan Kent's on the move. At no point is he standing there ball watching. And I just, I, I don't know what our defensive <laughs> drills are. I don't remember we've got defensive drills probably that you know Ryan Kent's probably supposed to be in a certain place at a certain time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and as I say, Sakala's headed that ball too centrally. You know, and it's, that's been really harsh on Sakala as well. He's, he's, he's nodded the ball out to the edge of the box. You know, that, that should be good enough. Um, but I think probably Ryan Kent is, is probably positioned where he should be. And then you've got a left, you've got a left side midfielder who's come right across to the right hand side. Angelino's really fast, so he's probably doing that thing of being the last man who hangs about, you know, in case there's a breakaway from the corner, you know. But um, he's come out and he's, 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 that's probably why he's been over towards Ryan Kent, because Ryan Kent's the guy most likely to break away from, for us from yeah. a corner. But, no, uh, oh, Cregan, he's, he's murder. He's absolutely murder. Uh, he's, he's, uh, he made, he made, he made, I think he made a good point in terms of the shot. It goes up high, but not high enough that McGregor can see it above the heads of his defence. So it comes through all these bodies. comes through, yeah. It's a, it's a difficult one for him. But, as I said, we're still in it. And uh, it, it, I'm, I'm thinking about this. This could be the most historic night I've, I've been at at Ibrox. It's potentially going to be the best night ever I've ever been at Ibrox. You know, to see your team... Uh, win a European tie that, that takes something to the final I mean one thing that sort of struck me today I was like on this European run well that's a, that's our final away tie we will not be playing a team away in, in Europe again this season we've, we've, we've went the full the, the, the full route now it's all down to one game as to whether we're getting the final and it's, I just think it's going to be immense really I, I, I just, just even thinking about it you know a couple of times a day working away and it just boom it comes in Christ I'm going to a European semi-final next week and if we win we're in the final I know exactly what you mean, mate. I know exactly what you mean. You know yourself, see, especially when you're, when you're a young boy, first, you, you first start watching the football. Um, you first start travelling to watch Rangers. You get that thing where you go to an away ground. I remember going to Dense Park in particular for the first time and just being like, I'd seen it so many times in the telly. Um, and I had this image of it, you know, put, put you see in the telly. And then when you go to Dense Park, you know, the, the main stand's actually bent in the middle. Ah, it's actually, you know, it's too long for the street, so it comes in there. Yeah. But you don't notice that because the cameras are squared on it. You, you don't really see it. Um, and like, oh, and there's always something. Even you go on holiday, and you go, let's say, you go to Paris for the weekend, the Eiffel Tower. Everything really famous it looks kind of different when you first see it yeah. um, in the flesh, and that's part of the the joy. But even I think in this run, I'm not going to the away games just now. But watching Rangers in the telly, like that ground last night, the old it's the old Central Stadium. Um, it's been converted and update. Like the first time I saw it, I remember seeing it when it's done up like that. Um, was in the 2006 World Cup. The Maxi Rodriguez who ended up at Liverpool for scores a, a wonder goal for Argentina, an extra time winner against Mexico in the 2006 World Cup in Germany. And I think oh, last night, I think all the times I've watched that stadium since 
Leipzig have started getting into Europe the last few years. You see it on all the highlight shows. It's got that kind of thing, like um, the, the first row. The first row is about six, seven feet in the air. It's, it's about yeah. like Lochburn, Lochburn Park, Mary Hill, you know, <laughs> or, the, or the Prater Stadium, Vienna. Uh, and there's that kind of mad, corrugated iron cladding thing that's all around the stadium. And you're thinking, I'm now seeing my team. It kind of takes you there. It kind of, you yeah. see it differently. It's like you being there. You're seeing Rangers on that park. And I'm thinking, this is... This is just kind of drinking in. We're there now. This is this is we're part of this this kind of ground. I see in the telly that's really famous. What have you? We're doing our thing there, and it really changes it. And then today, I'm just going. I but it's not about. That's it. That's Leipzig done. Yeah. The next destination is the Sanchez Pijuan. Yeah, yeah. Seville, and you start. You just you just get that wee moment. You go, oh Jesus, this is uh, it's it's mega, and it's it's a, it's a joy, and it's, it's a massive testament to the the team and the manager that we're, that we're that we're getting through this. The newcomer, it's great fun. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I know April, again, we were talking about this a wee bit last night, you know, April didn't start particularly well, uh, you know, we lost against Celtic and then we, we lost to Braga, but, we, you know, we, got, we negotiated the tie with Braga, uh, we've, we've won all our league games since, we've, we've won the, the Scottish Cup semi-final, and it just seems like, I noticed Van Bronckhurst today saying in the press conference that he felt his, his players were in a good place, and that's, that's how it feels, uh, you know, it started off badly, but they've built up momentum and, and you know, we are looking at a genuine possibility here that if we get a win on Sunday and then a win on Thursday, we're back in the league. You know, the league's back on. It's still probably a big ass, but it's it's back on. And we're in a European final. Uh, you, you started off in this uh, huge month of April and it was about three competitions. And as you say, we're looking, you know, um, we're almost certainly out of one of them, but not not quite. We can still do a bit of damage and have a, have a real say in that. But that's the kind of middle one. You know, the Scottish Cup is less important, although it's massively important to us. We're very much in a driving seat for that. And we're very much in a driving seat for the biggest competition of them all um, in this in, in this Scottish season. Um, as we could be in a Europa League final. And it's not just, it's not just in terms of this, this this season. This would be, you know, getting to the final is the biggest achievement in 14 years in Scottish football. Um, to win it. You wouldn't know it. Is the biggest in 40. <laughs> yes. I, it seems, seems to be a kind of private thing just amongst Rangers supporters. Yeah, you know, was, um, yeah. That's why we've got to discuss it, mate, because nobody else is bloody mentioned. Nobody else has, No, it seems to be very quiet. Anyway, right, on to Sunday's game, Ek. <clears throat> you know, and, and as I was saying earlier on, it, I, I kind of had to remind myself today that we're playing Celtic at the weekend. I mean, you know, the, the, the last old firm game in the Scottish Cup semi-final, you know, you really felt that, you know, a huge game, you felt it. But it feels like there's so much going on now with the European run and, and, and on the brink of reaching a European final. But this game's just kind of sneaked up on us and it's like, oh, I was playing them on Sunday, you know, and, and, and I find that quite odd. You know, normally, you know, Celtic is the, the, the pinnacle game. That's the, the game that we most talk about, but it's, it feels almost secondary at the moment. Aye, I know. Um, I, I'm, not, I'm not enjoying this. I'm not, I'm not liking it at all, you know, because uh, um, I think a lot of us are, you know, I've seen a lot of stuff. Again, I shouldn't. I shouldn't be on Twitter because it's you know, it gives you a bad impression of the world. But there's a lot. There's a lot of guys, and I've been on the other end of this, um, like working with guys, like Celtic supporters. Um, I remember particularly when Walter took over from Paul Le Guin, 2006, 2007, the second half of the season, and he just straight away beat Celtic at Parkhead, beat them at Ibrox, even though we're well out the title. And I remember sitting. Yeah. Uh, we, we <coughs> Celtic boys in the canteen at lunchtime giving it. Okay, I'm not even. I, I don't even care what happens at Ibrox on Sunday. I was sitting there reading my paper, and they're like, well. What are you going for then? And I mean, of course you care. It's going to be—it's just going to be mildly annoying, you know, if we beat you when you've already won the league. But yeah. um, you know, you care, you know. And I, so I don't want to—I don't want to do that thing that I don't care. And I think 
the one thing that the, the Celtic game at Hamden proved was that the game before has a massive effect on how you go into the next big game. And this is a problem we now face. You're right, we, we, turned, we turned April into a magnificent month and we had four cracking results, I think, including they went under the radar a bit. The two league results, beating St Mirren 4 nothing, and then beating, St, beating Motherwell 3-1. These are, it's like 50 years since we've scored four goals at, at Paisley. You know, yeah. and, and third part, we know, could be a total graveyard for Rangers. Especially uh, being down to 10 men as well. Down to 10 men, it's, it's They performed really well in that. And the two games against, the, the game against Braga and then to follow that up the following Sunday with another extra time epic uh, against Celtic. One of the greatest kind of three-day periods of my entire life. And for a lot of Rangers fans, you'll never, that, that, that's Im- immense stuff that they did there. But I think the reason, the final reason, we had the players and we had the energy and we had the, we had the skill, but the final reason I think that we beat Celtic at Hamden despite when I go down that was the belief that had been forged in that kind of white-hot atmosphere at Ibrox on the Thursday night. Um, it, was a, it was a faith. I think when, when Celtic scored, you know, as we've all been saying, they had a, a brief period where they sang a few songs but the Rangers support come right back and did not get in their teams back and just kept. And I think there was a yeah. lot of faith had been built up on the... Um, so we don't, we don't day faith, we do loyalty, Celtic day faith. <laughs> uh, a lot of loyalty had been built up on the, on the Thursday night. And we've now got this situation where we did lose last night. And I don't know... Uh, surely the players have got to make sure... And the manager, I think that's why he's talking up the, the fact that the goal was a bit dodgy as well. We've got to go into Sunday. Whoever plays, whoever we field, trying our damnedest, you know, because... We've been, it's also a kind of bookend. We've been here before, mate. Not not quite. Celtic can't actually uh, win the league uh, on Sunday, but they, by beating us, they all but do. You know, it's, it's yeah. a, you know, aren't they ridiculous stuff? You know, and I actually quite like that because it'd be quite annoying. You know, if they've, if they've you know, <laughs> it's still the plus 25 goal difference has to be factored in and they can't actually claim they won the league, but um, <laughs> it would be horrible. We've seen what it's like when, when Gerard was, was, was looking at the job back in May 2018. Now we get that 5-0 doing the day they actually sealed the title at Parkhead. This is a wee kind of bookend to that, I think. Maybe a bookend to that. Now Gerard's away and um, we'll see. I, I'm, as I've, I've bored the tits off you with many things that I say all the time, but one of the things that I, I think that you can judge a team's progress, judge a club's progress as much in their defeats as you can in their in their victories, you know. And for us to go there, Essentially, we're going to get defeated in the league. We're going to lose this league title. It looks, it looks like. Um, but I think the way we do that um, has a big bearing on how Gio goes into next season. Even just into the the way there'll be a Celtic meme. Don't worry. Um, Van Bronckhorst never beat us over ninety minutes. You know, if we don't, if we don't win on Sunday, or, 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 you know, that, that kind of stuff. You know, it's all, well, it's ten in a row with fans now. Exactly. That's, 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 that, that's the other one. I don't know how that what, right. what that does with their their four trebles, seeing as they won the last Scottish Cup semi final and final with no fans in the place. But who knows how they work? And I, I, I don't think there was any fans in the place when the, the emails were coming in. To, you know, hand on the title in two thousand and <laughs> life blood in a game twenty. You know, I so. Aye, an absolute nonsense. Uh, as you say, they could t- technically it would it would pretty much be a done deal, you know, because we could still catch them in points, I suppose. But the, the goal Aye. difference would, would be an issue. Uh, so you know, if we want the slim chances that we have, it sort of retaining this title, you know, requires a win. A squad update again. Looking at Van Bronckhorst this morning and in, in a wee press conference, they were sort of saying at that particular moment. Uh, he didn't think there was any fresh injuries, so he'll, he'll have the same squad to select from. But he also did sort of suggest that there would be some rotation, you know. And, and I think we're at that stage now, you know, three huge games, 
you know, we, we're going to have to, especially when you consider the the, the injury situation uh, up front. You know, I think so. People like Sakala, Davis, Scotty Arfield. I, I think you might see them coming in on Saturday. Aye, yeah, and I think that's what's happening. The last few, I, I don't know if it's is is it Geo didn't have enough faith in his whole squad, or are members of this squad suddenly realising what they have to do mm-hmm. um, to get Geo's favour? Um, but something's happened the last from that position we were in in Perth a few months ago, where he's making no substitutions to the situation where we can play Scott Wright and Fashion Sakala up front against Motherwell and like they're basically scoring two, three goals between them. Um, they're, they're, they're doing the damage. I know they didn't score the first goal, but um, um, Tav scored the penalty. But And then Scott Wright is, you know, didn't have a great <coughs> game last night, but he is leading the line you know, in a European semi-final away for him. Yeah. Um, he seems to have, the, the squad seems to be, John Lundstrom is the greatest example. He's a kind of marquee example of a guy that we thought was at the door, and then bang, he's like you know the best player in Europe. You know, right now he's, he's, he's phenomenal. Um, so I, I think we can have a bit more faith in what we think is a first team player. And I don't. I think a lot of things that we're not actually one hundred percent sure who is first choice for a, for a few positions, and maybe more positions than that would normally be the case for, which is a great thing. But I, I think we can have a bit more faith in us resting a few players and. The problem we've got is Celtic at home, when they smell blood, they're very good. They're very good at the bullying thing, the kind of fast-track kind of bully thing, Celtic. But they're also very bad at, it's a bit like, I think, if um, when you, used to, you, know, you play five sometimes and somebody, somebody doesn't turn up, you know, for the opposition, and you have five against four. I don't know how many times I've seen the four winning because the yeah. five are kind of embarrassed. And I think if we can, if we can alter the narrative somehow, I think that's what happened a bit, a bit like that at Hamden in the semi-final. They're like this mob are knackered. They've just done extra time. The whole world's seen that, and they know they all know we were the whole week off. I think that can affect them a wee bit, you know, as well as the fact is I think they are actually getting pretty tired. Yeah. You know, the, the team that Postecoglou had at the beginning of the season in the one vote in January when they when they got that break, I think the two teams are are, are getting a bit tired. Uh, we has kind of all out style, so. Uh, I think we can get under the skin and maybe if we've got a few first-teamers out there, and it might actually pit, I would like to think it would maybe put Celtic under a bit of psychological pressure, but they're also bastards when it comes to smell and weakness when it's Rangers. You know, they certainly, they certainly work in, in their kind of treble, quadruple treble years. But I, I, I'm, I'm, not too, I'm, I'm not too worried. I'm not as worried as I would have been earlier in the season going into this game like this, we're, we're resting a few. And I'll just, uh, you know, I, I'm talking too much. I'll leave it over to you, mate, to tell us who we're, who we're going to rest in and who we're going to who we're going to play? What the team's going to be? You know, I mean, I, I, I know what it's going to be, but I just I think you should get a chance to talk, mate. <laughs> oh, it's fine. We'll move on. We'll move on. I, I, I do think the likes of Scotty Arfield, and I, I, I certainly think Stephen Davis will make an appearance because you know I think Lundstrom will be there, but I think there's maybe an opportunity to rest somebody like Jack or Kamara, you know, and and, and bring in Davis. Uh, so what, I, is we'll with, what is it with Steve Davis calling? I what what is what do you think it is? Is he no? Is he not being as fit as we think, or is it the physicality? Geo likes him a bit more physical, and Stevie D's a bit more kind of standoff and plays in game. It's weird, you know. Aye, aye. But but I, I, I the cup, cup was great, you know. So. Yeah, I, I, I think I think he might make a wee appearance on on Sunday. In terms of Celtic's form, I, I found this quite interesting today when I was looking at it. Uh, you know, they played thirty four, one twenty seven, uh, drawn four, lost three. That's the same amount of defeats as us. Which pretty much tells you about the problems being the 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 seven draws of killed us really. You know what I mean? We've, we've, we've lost the same amount of games as Celtic. It's, it's not the draws, and we're in a sort of bizarre position. If we win on Sunday, 
we'll have three defeats. They'll have four, yet they're still top of the league. And again, that shows you that the, the, the draws have been a killer this year. Aye, that's the old uh, the three points for a win. Uh, still killing us sometimes. It's it's uh, you just think Motherwell. It's the two Motherwell games at Ibrox are the ones that stand out for me in particular. Um, and you narrow that down to the actual situations, the actual things that you remember what happens. You know, was it against Hearts that, that, that McGregor dropped the ball? Yeah, the, that you was know, in the last minute, last minute equaliser, last minute equaliser at Ross County. Ross County, you know, Aberdeen at Ibrox. The, the two Motherwell games that you've mentioned, really, really poor points to drop. Aye, and I think that's what's happening. I think that's when people are saying. This is a, this is an unsuccessful season. Rangers, Rangers have really messed this up. We have. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm as frustrated as anybody else. And in, in immediate terms, and how it's how it's actually how it's actually happened. Never mind the just throwing in the 30, 40 million uh, Champions League money. We should be. Doesn't it, the, the players aren't going to go for it any less or any more because there's, there's yeah. money at the end. Of it. They're just they're, they're going for the title. Um, I think when you factor in, I think the fact that Gerard left as well. We're dropping points while he was here, but we started picking up. I think Gerard leaving specifically costs the League Cup. You know, this, I think it's that one game, that League Cup semi-final, just the time he left, just before Gio took over, Gio's in the stand or whatever that day. Um, I think that, 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 that's really messed with the players' heads. There'd be too much to prove. And it's the, well, we all saw what, what happened that day, but it didn't happen at Hamden. But you've then got um, Gio having his wee kind of Gio bounce. You know, it took us yeah. six points clear. And he's responsible for that. He's, he's responsible for that as he is for chucking the six-point lead. So we can't, you know, we can't get too OTT about it. Um but I think you then had the, the defeat at Parkhead and the way it happened. And you think I think I saw at half time Gio realizing, right, I'm taking full control here. Stuff this being respectful to a team that won the league undefeated last season. I'm, I'm just taking that dressing room and you'll do what you're told. And I think that's maybe why he started looking like he had his favourites for a wee period, you know. But all in all, what that kept, what that adds up to is we've been through stuff, you know. Long term, yeah. still 2012. You you, you put me. Onto that Stephen Gerrard interview with Gary Neville uh, the other week, you no, know, and, and Gerrard was pointing out that just how bad the infrastructure was at Ibrox when he arrived. Yeah, had to rebuild yeah. off the park, um, and that has its effect. But I think just having to change manager this season also has an effect, you know, which caught up with us eventually, and we're now getting the best out of Geo's. He gets to know the club and what have you, and it's maybe just it's just so frustrating because it's just that bit too late. Even the Celtic game at Ibrox, Colin, you know, we lose Morelis before. No. Just as we lost Morelis before the game at Parkhead, because the, the Columbia, it's, there's been so many wee things that have just gone wrong um, that can't explain it. And then there's wee things like the way we, Alan, the form of Alan McGregor, you know, I think has yeah. been has been a big thing as well. And I hate saying that about the guy, but the thing yeah. that he goes against Motherwell Ibrox and against Ross County away, aye, um, it's frustrating as hell, mate. And uh, but I don't think we should look, we, that's why we should stick by the team, because I don't know if Postacoglu is he a one hit wonder, you know. I'd like to go at him again next season and see how how much how long he lasts. Yeah, I mean, we're coming we're coming into this game. You know, we've played Celtic four times this season. They've won two. We've won two. You know, I think we showed a real sort of element of character. Something that this team's been accused of lacking, uh, and and probably quite rightly so. But I think they, they gave us it in spades in that semi final. Uh, you know, you, you saw the character of the team that day. Go. You know, extra time again after the extra time on the Thursday night in the Braga game, uh, and to come back when they were one nothing down, I think it would have been quite easy after Celtic went ahead because we'd kind of dominated the game up to that point. You know, it, it would have been quite easy for the players to say, oh, "You know what? It's just not happening today." But they dug in, got the result, and it's that type of character <clears throat> and that type of sort of performance we're going to need on Sunday. I mean, yeah, and I think you're, you're, you're bang on. I think 
it's a strange. I actually still feel this way about the league. Um, I, I, I keep thinking this. There's a scene. I've not watched the latest Gaza documentary, but I remember seeing something uh, a few years ago. Gaza talking to Alan Hansen. And Alan Hansen, I don't really like um, as, 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 a, as a pundit or whatever, you know. And he was just doing his usual thing. Gaza was still in training. I think he's like yeah. 40 odds. And he's saying, I'm going to. The thing is, Alan, I still feel I could play. I still feel I could play. And Hansen's like, ah, You can't. No, but Paul, you can't. Yeah. Like, That's nice, Alan. Nice. You know, somebody, somebody needs to be a word with him, but do it nicely. You're just giving it. No, defences are crap. And you can't play at this age. Yeah, get, yeah. get real, mate. And I feel as if that could be. What happened at Hamden when we went to gold? I feel, I feel as if it's like this guy's. It's just not happening. It's just not working. Um, I kind of give up on the league, and I feel as if some. I, I feel as if it's the same as the game at Hamden where we went that goal down. But I just thought, no, we've played so well. I can't give up on this. I don't think we're going to get beat today. And yet we're yeah. just going to wind down to a Celtic team that that Gio's had problems with at the game at Parkhead and the game at Ibrox. But the way we played, and I feel the same way about the league. I can hear Alan Hansen saying, it's bye-bye, Alec. Chuck it. It's done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't be stupid. But there's a part of me that just thinks, I can't believe we're not going to win this league because this Celtic team are very, very, I mean, they're, they're really consistent. I'm not, I'm not going to be cheap about it. But I just feel as if we are better. You know yeah. what I mean? The league table doesn't lie. We're not being better in that respect. There's a big part of me just, it was only on Sunday there when they actually won at Ross County that I thought, Nah, I was almost, I was still kind of hope, I was still thinking they were going to kind of collapse because it just feels unreal that they're going to win this league because I feel we are better. And uh, the big worry is what happens in the summer, how they spend the money they get for getting into the Champions League. Um, I'm quite happy with Postecoglou having that money. You know, I think we can, I think we can bridge that that gap if it's hidden it's spending the money because I, I don't know if he can go much beyond just having a lot of mid-range workhorses. Yeah. Um, but as Gio can, Gio's a you know a guy who's played in the World Cup final and won the Champions League as a player. He knows class. Um, he knows how to dig in. But uh, it's it's really painful, and I just hope we, we go in there on Sunday. And I, you know, I would, t- I, call, I would even take. Obviously, I want to win, but I would actually quite like it if they're winning one nothing, and uh, we, they're getting the flags out, and we pop a bee clays in an injury time just to go. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, anyone anyone against them is a good one, Eck. Uh, yeah, I think we'll call it time there, Eck. We've covered everything. So, a uh, big thanks to Eck, as always, for his contribution. Uh, we were live tonight. It was a Friday night. Uh, but the pod will be available to download and stream on a variety of platforms from tomorrow, including Acast, iTunes, YouTube, Castbox, Stitcher, Spotify, all your usual places. Uh, we'll have a show out on Sunday night uh, uh, covering the Celtic game, obviously. Uh, it's myself hosting, I think, Chris Jack uh, from the Glasgow Times and Joshua Barry from the Rangers review there on so I'll, I'll need to put my best suit on you know getting professional people in uh, yeah, so that'll be at half nine live on the YouTube on Sunday get on that in the meantime get yourself onto the Jersnet website and forums at www.jersnet.co.uk uh, have a good long weekend guys and I'll see you on Sunday night bye for now <laughs>